Welcome to Style Your Mind, the podcast for women who are ready to choose themselves, burn the rule book, and blaze their own trail in life and in business. For women who know they're meant for more and have waited far too long for someone to give them the permission they thought they needed. I'm your host, Kara Allwell, best-selling author and mentor to women entrepreneurs. If you're ready to change the world, be inspired, and meet other incredible women on the same mission, you're in the right place. Let's do this. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. I am so thrilled for today's episode. I actually just listened to it through. It's an encore episode that I recorded with my dear friend, Amanda Francis, and we are sharing our best tips for writing and self-publishing your book. So if putting a book out there and becoming an author is one of your goals for 2024, you are going to love this episode. It is super generous. We are sharing so much information spilling all the tea, giving you tangible tips and tools that you can use for your self-publishing journey. So I'm really excited to share that with you. And I also want to thank our sponsor for this episode, Andrea Franco. Andrea was my guest on the last episode, so you can go back and listen to that. She's fabulous. She's an intuitive wealth alchemist and business expert who went from $100,000 in debt to multi-millionaire organically in just three years. She's truly a unicorn in the industry who combined strategy and energy to create an unstoppable mind and bank account. Andrea is also hosting a three-day in-person event in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona this April called Meant for Magic Live, where she'll be teaching everything on the strategies and energetics of success. So over three days, attendees are going to get to learn about wealth, business, mindset mastery, somatic strategies, and so much more. It is truly like nothing this industry has ever seen before. The price for the event is going up in just a few weeks, so make sure that you grab your ticket now. I'm going to link it for you in the show notes. Andrea also does free intuitive coaching inside her free Facebook group, so I'm going to link that for you so that you can join it. And she has also generously provided a free gift for all of our Style Your Mind listeners. It's a workshop on the law of assumption, the tool that she has used to create millions and her dream life so quickly. She cannot wait to get you this guide in mastering more wealth, bliss, and limitless magic in your life. So everything is linked for you in the show notes. Okay, get ready for this episode. You guys, like I said, I listened to it earlier and I got so fired up from my own (laughs) world. You guys know that I am in the process of self-publishing my 10th book and just listening to this chat between me and Amanda like fired me up like you cannot believe. So if you are thinking about writing a book, if you are in the process of writing a book, if you wrote it and you are thinking about self-publishing it, this episode is for you. Enjoy. All right. Hi guys. This is Kara and Amanda. And we are here to talk about self-publishing. This is our first like joint podcast. I feel like we should be across from each other in a studio or something. I know that'd be really cute. Yeah. We're going to share this on both of our podcasts. So welcome to both And She Rises and Style Your Mind. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're really excited to be here. We wanted to come on and talk about our journeys with self-publishing. We, you know, I think you, if you listen to my show, if you listen to Amanda's show, follow the both of us, you know, we have both self-published books and we have a lot to say about the topic and why we decided to self-publish and what it has meant for us and how it can help you and how we can help you. So Amanda, do you want to like kick it off and just kind of tell just people go. Like, just your, say your what journey? Say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean... When I had always wanted to write a book my entire life, I always knew I'd write at least one book, probably. I've always thought I was going to write four, but we'll see how it goes. 
like, I wanted to be an author, not as my primary career, but as something I would do because expressing myself through words is very natural to me and intuitive to me and part of how I built my brand as a whole. I still write my sales pages and my emails and my social media copy is quite long. And it's just words are a part of me and how I express myself. So I always knew I'd write a book. And early on, when you talk to people about books and publishing and getting a book deal and whatever, kind of the word on the street is that if you traditionally publish, you get to be in the stores and you get, you know, people helping you market it and promote it and all these things. And if you self-publish, well, it'll kind of just live on Amazon and that's that, you know? So people think they really need a book, need to get a book deal to have anything come of their book. And luckily I knew someone named Kara who had written a few books and it was, I don't know, maybe five years ago now. And you're like, where's your book? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I'll write it eventually. Do I need a book deal? Blah, blah, blah. And you just shared your experience with me, which you can share more about, but just how you've done it both ways. And the traditional publisher didn't really help you all that much. You still had to market. You still had to promote. You still had to do all the things that you have learned to do being an entrepreneur. Yeah. I think traditional publishers did have their moment. I think there was a time and a place for them when authors didn't have an option to create a platform for themselves. Like we have, like we run our businesses from our smartphones. You know, we make millions of dollars from our phones. Like that's insane. That didn't exist 20 years ago. Right. So there was a moment where publishers were really important. And I think truly, I think they could have kind of you know, I think they could have pivoted. I think they could have shifted their business model, but they didn't, unfortunately. And they've just kind of have become really, really outdated. And I've been on both sides of the fence. I was actually rejected by 19 publishers when I wrote my first book. This was like over 10 years ago when I tried shopping the book and I heard, you know, you're not a celebrity. You don't have a big enough platform. You don't have a unique enough story. And I was like beat down by those people. Like I was like, oh, this is just, what am I going to do? I have an option now. I could either take that as truth. And I'm not the kind of person that lets anyone tell me who I am and what I'm capable of, but it was still a blow to my dream. Or I could forge ahead and self-publish. And at the time there is a, a blog post and everybody should go Google this. It's by Seth Godin. And he said, reject the tyranny of being picked and pick yourself. And that blog post changed my life. It was like the shortest thing. It was a couple sentences. He used to write this. I don't know if he still does this, but he did a daily blog. And, you know, he talked about how the gatekeepers are dead and the future of, yeah, the future of business is just really about like doing it for yourself and creating your own opportunities. And it's like that in the music industry. It's like that in the publishing world. It's like that in so many areas. And that's when I just knew like, this is the path that I want to go down. And you know, I think if you have sort of that entrepreneurial spirit, you'll figure it out. You will know exactly what to do and it will actually be fun. Yes. And that's true with everything, like with everything. I mean, I think the secret to my success is I always just start because people said the same thing about digital courses. Like I make the vast majority of my money through online education, through digital courses that I've created. I had no audience when I started creating them. Right. But I, I built an audience by being known as someone who created courses. So I couldn't wait to have the huge following or to put myself out there, or in this case, wait to have the publishing house to put yourself out there. Like you get to, you get to build these things as you go, but all the reasons, as with everything, all the reasons we think we can, all the reasons we think it's not going to work, all the reasons that we don't have this or that enough to do it. It's not that there's no truth to those things. It's just, it's not the ultimate truth, you know? You didn't have an audience when you first published, but as you published more and more, you became known as an author. So publishing yourself 
helped you become well-known. Exactly. And you and I both like know a lot and love personal branding. And it's the one thing that I have always felt. And I know you're the same way as me. It's like, you determine who you are in the world. Like you tell people who you are. And I told people from the beginning, when I started my blog, I am going to write a book. I am an author. And I trained people to expect me to write books. I trained people to expect me to show up as an author. And don't get me wrong. I was not delusional. Like I definitely had a little bit of imposter syndrome. It took me like three books to even call myself an author. I struggled with that, but I knew in my heart of hearts, that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I was put on this world to do was to write and to share my words. So by telling people and training them to expect a book from me, they expected a book from me. And totally, like, you know, like you said about having a platform, because I hear that a lot, like, oh, it must be easy for you because you have a big platform. Well, I built it over 13 years. You've built yeah, yours totally. over like, pretty much the same amount of time. And I know. When I want to say fuck you so hard when someone tells me they can't do this or that because they don't have an audience. I'm like, how do you think I got one? Right. I got one by doing shit on the internet that was interesting to people. It didn't just appear. So writing a book is pretty damn interesting. You know, if you want to start doing stuff, start doing stuff and put it on the internet. But I mean, the waiting will never win in the waiting game. You know, never win. And you're also depriving people of something that could potentially change and save their lives. Like I've had multiple women reach out to me and say, I read your book at two o'clock in the morning when I wanted to kill myself and you saved my life. Your words saved my life. I mean, I get chills when I say that out loud every time because it's just so profound and deep. And I mean, these are books that I wrote from my couch and my little coffee table in my little Brooklyn apartment, you know, and like no publisher, no one backing me up, just me believing in myself. And I think that is the, like the core thing that you and I both feel when it comes to self-publishing and putting anything out there. It's like the belief in yourself is the most important thing. Like, yes, you need to know what to do. You need to know a certain amount of certain, like, you know, set of steps to follow. There are certain, there's certain protocol, but at the end of the day, it's the energy you have behind whatever you're doing. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's a, with everything. It's a combination of things. It's like, well, what do you believe is possible? You know, and are you doing it with your whole heart, your soul, and your mind as though it's possible? Like, what are you putting into it? And then I think, in my opinion, I've been saying this for years, but I think the practical stuff comes. It comes when I'm in the energy of this has to work. I find myself reading the article that helps me understand the Amazon categories or whatever it was, you know, because I was just figuring it out, but I was in the energy of this is going to work. This is going to be a bestseller. I don't know how, but it is. And then the other steps and the other things kind of come together. And interestingly enough, speaking of the audience thing, someone wrote me this morning and she's like, listen, I'm a ghostwriter. I write for some really, really big names. And I write, I've written for some self-published like people that no one had ever heard of. It's not true that the person that was well-known with a big audience sold more books. She's like, not at all. It's whoever put it out there more, put their heart behind it and like really like dedicated themselves to getting it out into the world. She's like, some of these self-published authors way outperformed the celebrity ghost-written books. And like, I mean, that's true for you and I. We're outperforming publishing houses every day of the week if you just go check on Amazon. Yep. I mean, the first time I released Girl Code, that was like the book that sort of put me on the map. And so I just want to put that out there too. It took three books, like, well, four books, really. That was my fourth book to start really, like really playing the game, you know? And so like, it sometimes takes a little while. Like it's, I think that we're in this like microwave culture, right? Like I want it now. And you're also laying the foundation, like in whatever you do, like you can't mess it up. Like you can, everything you do is going to lead you to a place that's going to put you in a higher and higher position and a better position and in front of more people. So for me, like, I'll never forget the day that girl code hit number one. 
And it was like a head, it was like when um, Girl Boss had just come out, uh, Sophia Amoroso's book, and Lean yeah. In was really big. And yeah. it was outperforming those books consistently for months and months and months and even years. Like, yeah. You know, and then that's so, like we've talked about, you know, and by the way, I just want to say this for anyone that doesn't know this when I first did my first book, Sparkle, like it was, I, I mean, I wrote the book in like 2009. By the time it came out, it was 2012. So almost a decade ago, Instagram wasn't even a thing. Like Instagram was a photo sharing app. Like people were not on there. So I didn't have an Instagram following. I had a couple people on a Facebook fan page, some people on Twitter, but I got the people that were there paying attention to me. Even if it was like 500 people, I got them excited enough that when that book came out, they ran to Amazon and it shot up to number one in a couple of categories because I had a huge rush of people buying it the day it came out. So I was able to call myself a number one bestseller, even with like, let's say 500 or a thousand followers. So it's not necessarily the people who are like, you know, huge influencers with like a million people following them. That's just a lie. It's it's just such a lie. And it's such a story. And it's the way people discount themselves. Like, you know, I kind of wish, because you know how it is. Like I was still doing things that shouldn't have been possible when my audience was really, really small. And I'm still doing things that shouldn't be possible with a bigger audience. But the fact that things are happening that shouldn't be possible, isn't the, the audience isn't the magical thing. Like I'm still the magical thing. You know, me and my faith and my belief and my effort and what I, what I put behind everything I do, you know, totally, totally want to find a reason they can't be successful so they can tell their stories. Yeah. (laughs) And I can't, we don't stand for that life, you know? No, because all it does is hold you back and it holds back like, you know, your potential and people from finding you. And like I said, like being impacted by you, like if you think about your business, like if you had just like played it small and kind of stayed in your own little world and your bubble and not let yourself go do the things you want to do, like think about the ripple effect that would never have happened, right? Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. Because I get crazy. the messages that you get. I get the messages like, you changed my life. I'm going to be okay now. Like, yeah. I finally have hope. I'm pulling myself out of this depression or whatever it is. Like, people really help, heartfelt crying to me. I mean, probably every single day. Yeah. I get a yep. heartfelt message. Yep. Usually and it's multiple, like, you know, yeah, the ripple effect is really important. Yeah. And I think our egos just keep us small, right? Because they want to keep us safe. And it's like, no, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. And we hold ourselves back. Mm-hmm. I want to talk like a little bit about like the traditional publishing route because yeah, I, I have know you are- more things to say. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is like an expose. Um, a little bit is. And we're not, ma- I'm not like, it's not about taking down traditional publishing. It's about giving options. I just want everyone to understand what the options actually are. So a few years ago, publishing houses started reaching out and I had already decided that it was the time, the year I was going to write my book. Kara had gotten to me a little bit and I was just ready. (laughs) So I'm having conversations with these people representing these publishing houses. And I'm saying things like, Hey, I don't really understand why it would make sense for me to do this. Like I'm about to release this book on my own. I know that I can get people to pay me to write it, which you don't have to do. That's not required. It's something that motivated me as the money queen. Let's make money while I'm writing it. It was a fabulous thing for me to do. So people paid a monthly fee. I think it was a biweekly fee to have access to my chapters as I wrote them. And I ran the numbers and I was like, I'm going to make six figures before the book is done. Right? Like, amazing. And so I'm, yep. I'm saying this to the publishing houses. They're like, yeah, but we can get you in Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I have friends who've been published by you. And I'm hearing that you really didn't actually market, didn't promote. Like, can I have, like, who's my publicist and what they're going to do here and what have they done before? And, and what can you actually give me? 
And it was just like, well, we can get you in Barnes and Noble. Like, I mean, that was, that was literally like the extent of how they were going to do a better job than I could do on my own. So I was like, okay, well, let's see what this is actually about. Because it is cool to be on shelves of Barnes and Noble. So I started like researching it and running numbers and seeing what was up. And when I found out that by self-publishing, I got 70% of every book I sold, but traditional publishing, I got more like 15% of every book I sold after I pay my book advance. So meaning if they give you 30,000 or 50,000 or whatever to write the book, the book has to make that money back before you even start getting your royalties. But with self-publishing, every book that's ever been sold is in my bank account. All of them. And also let me... Let me also point out that it's not just the advance. So let's say you get a $100,000 advance, right? Your portion of your royalties go into the advance. So if Girl Code sells for $12.99, it's not that every $12.99 goes into that bank of the advance. It's 15%, 15% of the 12 right? It takes you forever. To, no, it, most people I have don't not ever made, their advance back. No, I've, I haven't earned out my advances yet. And my book deal was in 2017. Like it's going to be forever before forever. that. I will right. probably wind up buying out my deal before that happens. Like once my contract expires. Because I just, it's it's so absurd. And it's just, it's antiquated. It's absurd. It's insulting in a lot of ways. And it's just- It's it, so you know? insulting to our, our intelligence and our effort. And like, so the people I know who traditionally published, who did end up becoming bestsellers and doing well, they did do all the marketing and branding and all of it themselves. You know, the publishing house didn't do that much for them. I guess they scheduled the cover shot and they give you an editor. But it like, the having someone edit my book and having someone design the cover was like, not that big of a deal. There's a million people in the world that do these things that you can hire to support you if you want. For like little to no money, by the way. Like jump right. on Fiverr, find people. There's ways to do it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be expensive at all. No. And right, so it's like, what are they giving us? And why are they getting all our money? And they own my... The idea of someone owning Rich as Fuck like hurts me. Like yeah. they own it. The thing I slaved over, they own it. Like I can't handle it. It's just never going to happen. There's no amount of money in the world. So actually, I don't want to say that because say someone showed up with really the right number and allowed me to negotiate my percentages and really, really had big plans for the book internationally in a way that mattered. Maybe I could have that conversation. But for some fucking run-of-the-mill bullshit book deal, there's just no way. No. And you know, there's ways like you mentioned internationally, like my books outside of Penguin, I've negotiated foreign rights deals with my attorney. You know, I've had publishers contact me. I've reached out. Like my book is in many, it's in eight languages at this point. Know, you know, really I, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I did audiobook deals like all without Penguin, all without a publisher. So, you know, it, those, it's so possible. And yeah. you and I are going to be teaching that to people. We might as well. No, kind of- we are. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so exciting. We, we are. So Amanda and I have talked for a while because we are, you know, both the queens of like, okay, how can we help people and turn this into something and make the, you know, we can't just like keep this information to ourselves. We want to help others. And and we decided to turn this into a course. So we're going to be doing a self-publishing course that is starting in January that we're now enrolling for. And do you want to- yeah. We have an introductory price going on right now, now through Tuesday. So if you know you're going to get in, it's a good idea to get in now. But just to make sure you understand like what's possible through self-publishing, because a lot is, Kara and I still have books in stores, like in actual stores. So the way it works is when you, and we'll teach you all this in the course, but when you, depending on when you, what options you choose when you upload the book and where you upload the book, 
people, every store in the world has an option to buy the book. So you can still be in stores. It's not that you can't, it's just that you don't have a publishing house pushing that. You know what I mean? You're exactly. And everything is relationships. And we're going to talk to you about how to pitch bookstores, how to, you know, form relationships with people so that you are, you know, favored and people do want your book in those stores. And also when you start selling and your book is doing well, they start picking it up. Like, they just put, yeah, Target picked me up without saying a word to me. Me too. I just Target. was in Target one day. Yeah. Yeah. And Walmart, Walmart airports. Then, like, but even if you don't get picked up everywhere, even if you just do straight, like traditional, not traditional, but just do straight self-publishing vibes, you'll still be on Amazon, right? Amazon's insane. Amazon's amazing. And you can very easily be on barnesandnoble.com, walmart.com, and some other .coms, even if a store never picks you up to have your physical copies. So it's like, but that you can don't happen too. And yeah, you and you don't for that. You have to pay anything. <laughs> no overhead. People can't believe it when I tell them. I'm like, no, there's like zero overhead. You can upload a book to Amazon tonight for free and start collecting royalties. Like it's insane. You just got to finish your damn book. That's really it. And then basically, yep. get your cover art. And yeah, I mean, we'll tell you all the things. So it's not actually hard. I think the hardest thing is writing it, getting it done. So we'll have an emphasis on that in the course. It'll be all the things. I mean, it's laid out on the enrollment page, but it's the the writing it piece, the branding it piece, the monetizing it piece, the tech piece. I'm going to have someone on my team who actually did the uploading and the, you know, the, we there's a like little snafus that can happen when you're uploading whatever. And we worked through those and sorted through those and found solutions. So we'll just share what it was like for us and what our resources were whenever we got stuck on something. It's not hard, but I just want to take anything we learn to make it more simple and clear for you. Cause when you're doing something for the first time, you just don't know. You, you don't know, you know. Don't know until and you know, right. You don't. And it took me years to research this. It took me years to figure out how to self-publish. Like I made mistakes. I had to go on forums. I mean, I spent like yeah. hours and hours and hours every week, every month trying to figure this out. So we're saving you like literally years off of your life <laughs> figuring out how to research this. going to make and it as simple say, as we can. Yeah. And like, I, I think what I love about this experience that we're creating is it's not just the technical stuff. Cause you can Google that you can find that, but it's right. like, and it's not just the energetics behind it. It's a combination of both. And I personally have not seen that in this space. And I'm very much in the publishing yeah. world, self-publishing world. I look at everything that's going on. I really have like my finger on the pulse of it. And I, I haven't seen anything like what we're doing. So I'm super yeah. excited for it. Totally. And now let's talk. I want to talk about many. I mean, one, because that's my job. And two, because I really didn't understand that my book would be lucrative. I really didn't because what you hear is it's not the book that makes you money. The book just gets you in front of more people and then you make money off whatever you sell, you know, your courses or your coaching, or maybe you have some other kind of brand. It doesn't matter, whatever it is. Like that the book isn't the money maker. So I was very surprised when the money started coming in in a big way. Like, This book is easily a multiple six-figure-a-year stream of income, and it is true residual. It just lives on Amazon in these places and does its thing, and then people share it. And so I can't guarantee that everyone will have like a five-figure monthly or this, that, or the other, but I can tell you that it's a lie that a book can't be a stream of income. Oh, 100%. But that's what they say. They say that. It's not true. It's how they get you to sign the shitty book deal. They tell exactly. you exactly. <laughs> I grew up wanting to be an author so bad. I mean, from the time I was a little girl, I would tell everyone I would like make books in school and write my about the author pages. That was my dream. And all I heard from people who were very well-meaning was like, you're never going to make money as an author. So pick a different career. And I'll never forget, like, I think it was like after my second book came out and I was living in Brooklyn. So I was living in New York city. It is not cheap to live here. Hadn't done girl code, didn't have a book deal. 
And I was able to start paying my rent with my book royalties. And that was a major thing for me, like 10 years ago, nine years ago, to be able to pay my rent off my book. Like I was like, oh my God, I'm doing it. I'm actually an author. Like I'm actually making a living off of this. And again, this is a long time ago. It's not, my platform is nothing like what it is now. I didn't have a ton of books out there. So it is a super lucrative stream of income. And I think if you have the passion behind it and you're not afraid to put it out there and talk about it, people find out about it. And then Amazon also does a ton of the work for you. They have insane algorithms that- Amazon is like actually really, really good. Yeah. So like just to help people understand, like right now and for maybe, I don't know, 11 months, my book has been on sale for like $13.99. That's not what I priced the book at. I priced the book at $15.99. Amazon realized that that was the price that was creating the most fire. So Amazon keeps it at $13.99, but I still get royalties on $15.99. I mean, how can we not win any more than that? I know. That is good. It's really good. It's really fair for the authors. And it's just, that's something you don't see every now, you know, you don't see that now people are greedy. And I mean, you can say what you want about Amazon, but they do, they really favor authors. So like, yeah, they're not amazing in every way, but the area that they can help you in truly is self-publishing. Definitely. And as far as just the, like, but how, like, you know, becoming a bestseller isn't, actually all that hard. And we can't guarantee that you can become, that you will become a bestseller, but I can tell you, you can have a really good chance. And it's just exactly how you're saying with the, the momentum you built. And it's the same way that I had people thinking of me as a life coach before I even finished my graduate degree was I was positioning myself as a life coach on the internet every day. So by the time I said, Hey guys, I had coaching services. It made sense to people. You can start informing people right now. I'm writing this book. I'm doing this thing. I have this book club or here's this little portion from chapter one or what do you think I should talk about this or this? You can like loop people into the journey so they're excited when the book comes out. I mean, that's really what my book, my early readers did. We called it a book club, but it wasn't just the fact that I was being paid to write the book. It was the fact that there was a handful of people in the world who were reading it and getting excited, you know, that helped me kind of build some momentum that day it came out. That's one of the reasons it did so well. So you don't have, like not everyone maybe wants to be a bestseller. But if you do want to be a bestseller, that would be a part of the strategy. And we'll just tell you exactly how we did it and how it yeah. goes and how it works, how to pick the categories that make it a little bit easier for you to become a bestseller quickly and just the whole thing. And I'm going to say more thing. In traditional world, they act like a book has this expiration date. Like I've had publicists tell me a book's only hot like the first month it's out and no one cares. They told me the same thing and I was like, not true. Don't you want to punch someone? My book is one, it's one year old. It's my first book. And we are like like living the dream, still like ranking very highly in many categories, still pulling in money. People are still excited about it. People are still finding it every single day. I staggered it and waited a while to release the audiobook so that pumped it all up even more because we have a brand new release but i think personally i think i'm going to treat this book and any future books the same way i treat courses they're going to get a little bit of my time every year where i focus on them and i point people to them and i build buzz around them and maybe i talk about them or do an article or have an interview because i just don't think it's true that the book has to die after a month i think this thing no. can live forever i really it do it can and i, I think remember it should i remember forever. when i had my book deal with penguin like you know, they did a little bit of promotion before the book. And then like, I asked them, how long are they going to be like, how long will my publicist be working on the book once it's released? And they told me two weeks. And I was like, are you kidding me for only two weeks? And then she's going to expire and go away. And I'm like, while they take 85% of your money. Right. On every book. So 
It's totally untrue that a book expires. Um, I have books that like feel like they get resurrected every now and then they just catch on, they go viral again. Like I've been like I've been writing for 10 years, yeah. like I said. So they kind of just like they come in and out have of a resurgence. Yeah. yeah. And the audiobook too. We're also going to talk about that in the course. Like Amanda and I both self-published and self-produced and narrated our own audiobooks. So we'll cover all of that and what that Which was, was actually like. really fun. Yeah. I'm excited to teach on that. I feel like I have to, I feel like I learned a lot. Yes. I learned a lot. And, it's and I can not, make it easier on someone else. <laughs> exactly. Like things to know. Like it's just, ugh, I <laughs> wish that this course existed when I first was starting Me out. too. It's just, I it was a lot. It. It was a lot. I would have taken it, yeah, or I would have put someone on my team in it at the very least. I just want to make sure we had the knowledge. So we were like, like you googling and reading yeah. forums and in message boards when we couldn't figure stuff out, and you know. And you know, I think now especially know. there's a lot of info out there for fiction. And I mean, you're more than welcome to join this course if you're a fiction writer. Like this goes for anyone, but there's really not a whole lot out there for nonfiction, like specifically for entrepreneurs, which I know you and I attract a lot of, and. I think that like for female entrepreneurs to have two women like us who have been super successful in this, who can share and want to share, I, I think that's invaluable. Like I, again, I've seen nothing like this. So I, like, I'm yeah. so excited to just really pour like our heart and soul into it. And I know we're going to have a lot of fun. Work. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So we're going to do a welcome party the first week of January. So everyone who enrolls during this uh, introductory price, you'll be invited to our, our welcome party. And then we're going to just go through the modules and start recording them probably about probably once a week. We'll get you the schedule in early January. Yep. So everyone knows what to expect, but we're going to be teaching live. And I know I really, 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 really like that. So this first class of people who enroll in the course will be there live with us for these trainings, but you don't have to be live because we're going to edit them. We're going to record them and edit them and get them, you know, like in their highest quality state. And then they're going to live on my website forever. So if you're a member of the course, you can log in anytime in five years, whenever, and you can go back and revisit any module in any way you want. So you have lifetime access. You have any future updates. You have unlimited replays. You can come live or you can listen to the recording. You know, you can use it however you need in any way you want. And I think it's going to be a vibe. It's going to be so good. I'm going to link it for you guys in the show notes. Amanda, I'm sure you'll link it too, but it's, we'll um, it. what is the the URL? It's amandafrancis.com slash self dash published. Our course is called self-published. Yes. So yeah. come in join. We have enrollment open for a couple more days at our introductory price. So we cannot wait to have you guys. So excited. So excited. Yay. We'll see you in the okay. course. We'll see you in the course. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review on iTunes or share it with someone else who might enjoy it too. To stay connected to me, please visit me at thechampagnediet.com and sign up for my email list at the bottom of the page. And to check out all of my books, including my latest best-selling book, Girl on Fire, head to Amazon now. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.